Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. Welcome to a new edition of the Cards Cast. Plenty to cover today. We're going to get through it plenty because we've had a lot of exciting news last week, and there's certain to be plenty to come this as well. Cardinal Authority Senior Writer Michael McCammon with publisher Jody Demling here. And Jody, I tell you, it was, it's it, well, the last few weeks, maybe the last couple of months, have been one of those you kind of wipe your brow because it's been you know so busy, so much fun, a lot going on on on, on the recruiting trail and on multiple sports. Uh, Clearly covering it all at Cardinal Authority, and it looks like it's going to be another huge week coming up. Let's start first with college basketball with Chris Mack's team. Uh, he, his his coaching staff dished out a number of scholarship offers last week, detailed many of them at Cardinal Authority, but certainly a big week for Chris Mack and in the staff there. Yeah, and two commitments last week. I mean, you know, Gabe Witznitzer joins the 20, <clears throat> 2020 class. Uh, and then uh, and then L. Ellis. So you've got Bobby Pettiford, L. Ellis, and Bryce Hopkins in uh, 2021 that have uh, that have all committed the number two class in the country. And then Louisville doles out a bunch of class of 2022 offers. Um, all this, Michael, and I'm, I'm we need a commitment. I mean, it's been it's been <laughs> what five six days five days since we've done a cards cat. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's almost what's been going a week. on here? These guys. Or are they are they both on vacation? You know, I mean, it's like, come on, guys. The uh, the two head coaches need to to, to kind of get their staffs in shape. No, um, the we'll get the football in a little bit, but basketball wise, the two commitments last week is a huge boost moving forward, especially L. Ellis. You know, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think Witznitzer is going to be one of those guys that you're just going to have to you'll have to wait and you know you'll have to wait and see a little bit because he's not going to play this year, and and I think a year. Um, as we talked about in, in his uh, uh, commitment uh, podcast, a year with Andy Kettler is going to be great for him. And a year with Mike Pegues learning the ropes is going to be awesome for him. So, you know, you've got those guys that have committed. And, and you look at the 2021 class and really <clears throat> um, I, I'm going to say a wing, a wing and a, and a post. I mean, it's that's what that's what they really need in this class. And, you know, I think the for the post wise, um uh, you know, Efton Reed, Roosevelt Wheeler, Trey Kaufman are all the guys that uh, that they've been really involved with. And, uh, you know, when, when you look when you look at it, I really like where they're at with Roosevelt Wheeler, maybe more so than the other two at this point. Um, but but Mick Barr, ETN is a guy that I would not. I would not I wouldn't pay attention. I mean, I would pay close attention to him. I've heard he's going to go to Brewster Academy. And if that if that were uh, going to be the case then that would be big for Louisville just because of the connections there. And, um, you know, Donovan went there, obviously, and, 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 and they know this staff very well at Brewster. So uh, he's, he's a six-foot-ten kid that, that I wouldn't put out of the, of, of, the, of the mix at this point. And then at the wing, you know, Man, Aminu Muhammad has been the guy they've been going after for a long, long time. I tend to think um, and have for a while that – he probably ends up at, at, at a place like Indiana, but I, I think Malachi Branham and Harrison Ingram are the guys that Louisville is really good in the mix with right now. So, I mean, if you could pull one of the one of those two and then one of the big guys, any of really the four uh, of the big guys, you're talking about uh, a really, really unbelievable class for what's going on around the program right now. 
Yeah, had a uh, well, one of our, our national guys, uh, Travis Branham, had a, a great report on Macabre NTN uh, earlier this week. It obviously spoke highly of Louisville as well. But when you look at the 2021 class, uh, you know, certainly in great shape, certainly uh, a long road to go still. Uh, but Cardinals, obviously, as we've talked about on the side, number two right now nationally, number one in the ACC uh, with the three commitments. But again, you know, you need to put that asterisk in there. That, there's still plenty of road to go there. But to, when you when you look at what they've got, it's it's a great start, and I you know I I think you're you're spot on obviously with what the the needs are remaining. Um, as you look hey, at Michael, go ahead. The, the big yep. the biggest thing is this too, and, and it's the same. It, it holds true with 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 football and basketball. Um, you know, I mean, it doesn't look there will be no, nothing until at least September first right now as far as recruiting wise, and it sounds to me from what I've heard from. Um, you know, national people that I've talked to in, in, you know, media and to coaches that I've talked to as well, that, that the coaches don't really want to go out. I don't think in September, (laughs) there's a lot going on in September. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot going on. Um, and, and I can't imagine at this point, and this, this holds true more for football than it does basketball, but I can't imagine at this point in the fall, and I'm not talking about basketball season, I'm talking about, you know, early football season when they have all those visits or whatever. I can't imagine that they're, that, that schools are going to want to let a big group of high school kids and their parents and their brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas come on campus when they've got the team in a bubble. So I, I don't, I don't think there will be any visits uh, up until right before signing day uh, for football, which is December. So what does that do for signing day for basketball? Because you're talking about November. And and if they're not going to bring them outside the football games, they're certainly not going to bring them inside the basketball games. So, you know, there's a chance that this class could get that could get done for for schools in November. And there's a chance that it could get done with no with no visits on campus and the coach is not seeing kids since last summer. So, uh, so you're, you know, like in AAU games, they obviously went yeah. out and saw them in high school for the most part, but um, so you're talking about kind of a weird class. Yeah. You know, and even if there's some kind of window that's open, it does, that's not a guarantee that all the kids are going to be like, and their families are going to take advantage of it. Some of them are probably, you know, especially those that are making commitments this early in the process are feeling pretty comfortable with, with what they've got, you know, and some of them, thankfully, you know, for Louisville's uh, standpoint to have made earlier visits before the shutdown. So they kind of got a glimpse of, of what it was. And now you've got some kids taken and you're hearing it more on the football side right now, but I suspect you'll see it bleed over into basketball as well. People taking their own visits, you know, paying their own way to come to town, you know, checking out the hot spots on campus, the facilities as best as they can and things like that. But certainly, yeah, it, you know, even if the, if they do open a window, I can't imagine, you know, that it's going to be similar to what we're used to. I mean, you, you think back to the football games and, and when they bring in these the visitors and it's not just the, the football prospects. I mean, every sport brings kids in, recruits in for these these you know great opportunities when these football games are. Usually, we see them just come out in droves, you know, fully packed together, you know, and certainly they're not going to be able to have them hanging out on the fields and those kind of things. So even if they do open a window, it's going to look a lot much different. It doesn't guarantee that that the players will take the visits, you know. So yeah, it's certainly you know it, it's more than just the the playing on the field. It, it's certainly a unique time that's you know all around in, in all aspects. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. So that 2021 class, uh, again, three commitments in that class. And, and I think they at least add two more. Um, I, I, you know, I think there, there's a chance they could add another one just depending on what happens with this season and, you know, who maybe leaves after the season and all that. But two more, I think, is what they will get uh, at this at this point. A big guy and a wing. They have done a lot of offers in the class of 2022. Um, I think uh, Zion Cruz is a kid um, from Jersey City, New Jersey. He'll, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, he'll, he'll be at Oak Hill uh, this year. He's a 6'2", kind of shooting guard, two guard. He'll get an offer today at some point, and that will be 14. The That'll be the number number 14 offer in the class of 2022 for the class. I still think they'll offer three or four more guys. Um, you know, Paul McMillan, the point guard out of Cincinnati, who uh, his, uh, his sister actually played uh, for Christy Mack. Uh, when she coached high school, they, the family knows the fa- knows the Mac family well, um, and and I think he is kind of the guy at the point guard where you look at that class and they really really want him, um, you know. But the other guys in in that class, Jalen Washington and AJ Casey, are two guys out of the uh, Washington from Gary, Indiana. Casey from the Chicago area, and Deontay Davis, obviously from uh, Indianapolis. You know, it's it's kind of a wide mix. They've cast a um, a net that, um, you know, when you, when you're talking about less than 20 prospects in the class, um, it's, I wouldn't say it's a wide net. Um, I think they had, you know, 30 something in this last class. Um, but this 2022 class has got the makings of something, uh, pretty special. I, I like these guys. Um, you know, I saw them last year as young kids out on the, on the uh, circuit and they've all gotten, a little bit better and, and guys getting offers are, are really, really good. I would expect Louisville. I mean, Jalen Duran is, is a kid. Amani Bates is clearly the number one player. I mean, everybody talks about him in this, in the sense with LeBron. Um, he's clearly the number one player in that 2022 class. Uh, he'll never see, I, I mean, I can't imagine he'll ever see a day of college. He would do something. Um, I, I don't know what, I don't you know, G league or some overseas or whatever, but I mean, the kid is ridiculous and is so talented. Um, but he is the number one class. Jalen Duran is the guy who's uh, who's number two. He's a six foot ten kid um, uh, from Philadelphia, and I think Louisville will get involved with him as well. I think Louisville will try to you know take a stab. If you get a center in this 2021 class, then I think think you take a stab with Jalen Durham or Derek Lively, who are two of the top guys in the 2022 class, and uh, and see if you can't get one of the the big guns, uh, uh, you know, to come in. So I mean, it's it's interesting. Um, the 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 offers are a little bit all over the place as far as you know positions and where these kids are from and all that, and they really have targeted uh, you know the best uh, the best players in the country. Yeah, you look at these 2022 offers, and they do. I mean, you're looking at stuff in the South, the Midwest. I mean, it it reaches all over the Eastern Seaboard as well. Most of them ranked in the top 50 of the 247 Sports Composite. You know, and as you mentioned, there's some connections with some of them. You know, I was going over a bunch of them this past weekend, really impressed with the Paul McMillan, uh, the kid out of Cincinnati that you mentioned. Uh, Obviously, the connection there with the Mack family. Uh, You know, and then another one connection, obviously, is Deontay Davis. Uh, the forward, whose older brother DeAndre is obviously going to be a freshman this year, and then Kyle Kyle Filipowski, who we've had a couple uh, articles on at Cardinal Authority as well. Currently unranked, his older brother, you know, as a University of Louisville grad, worked with the the women's team, was a practice player for Jeff Walls and, and his uh, team, you know, and a guy so that's very familiar with the Louisville program, um, you know, so a lot of different connections they have, but it does. It looks like they're they're reaching out to all the right spots, all the high rate, highly rated targets as well. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how this twenty two 
uh, you know, road, I guess recruiting road does uh, wind its way to eventually get landing some commitments. Yeah, and it's it's it'll be also interesting to see how can Luke Murray do it two years in a row in Chicago. Bryce Hopkins yeah. is the number two player in the state of Illinois, uh, a top 50 kid in 2021. He's committed to Louisville, and AJ Casey is from Tinley Park. I, I you know he's he's got a ton of connections up there, and and I wouldn't put it past him. I think that uh, uh, he'll focus on uh, on AJ Casey. Hey, one quick note: you mentioned the uh, you mentioned uh, Deontay Davis. One little quick note here. You know, guys are just working out on campus, but uh, but they're also uh, playing some pickup games. They're they're hanging out with each, they're they're shooting around with each other, and then they're they're getting when they get away from uh, when they're not uh, you know doing something at campus. They're also going some other places and playing pickup games. And from what I've heard from a couple of the guys is that uh, maybe the biggest surprise has been DeAndre Davis. By by the way, they say Carly Jones is just ridiculous. And will be, you know, one of the best players in the ACC next year, which I think we all knew. I mean, I, I, I it, you know, it transfer. I mean, it's a, tra- it's a trend when, when you, you know, one when you're when your game is a high level in one league. Yeah, it's not the ACC. Yeah, it's not the, uh, you know, the Big Ten or whatever. But I think when you you transfer your game over and you're with other good players, it, it tends to shine. So that doesn't surprise me as much. But the uh, DeAndre Davis was a very uh, a very nice. Uh, I wouldn't say surprised, but uh, but a very nice little note that I heard um, that he was really really playing well uh, in in pickup games and has looked uh, has looked really good in in, in workouts. All right, football, Michael. Uh, I mean, Scott Satterfield needs to get on the ball. I mean, he had you know he, he had seven commitments in a week or whatever it was, six commitments in seven they're days. They're slacking. They're slacking now. No, um, not many spots left. Um, you know, quite honestly, as we talked last week, um, you know, I mean. Seven spots left to get it to 25. Um, I think they could take it to 26 right now um, and 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 be okay with uh, with knowing that they've got enough initial counters next year. And and, and then depending on how things you know kind of work out with this season's roster, uh, but seven is kind of the number. And you know the one the one spot everybody keeps talking about is quarterback. Um, you know, and, and, and quite honestly, it, it might end up being that Louisville doesn't get either one of the guys that we've been talking about for two weeks. Um, <laughs> I, I think if I had to say right now, um, so here's here's the deal. If Justin Lampson picks Louisville on, the, um, what is it, Saturday, I guess? Friday. Friday. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to announce Friday, the decision yep. on Friday. The quarterback from California. If Justin Lampson picks Louisville, I believe Louisville will be finished recruiting Shadur Sanders. That's what it. That's what I believe, and what I've been uh, hearing that that it has been the word to Lampson uh, in the Lampson family. I do think that the Lampson family, and I don't, I don't mind. I don't. This is not something that I mind, and it's not something, Michael, that that I don't understand. But I've, I mean, it is something that I do understand. I feel I think they felt like all along they've been kind of the second fiddle um, because yeah. everybody talks about Sanders, Sanders, Sanders. And I don't think that's the case. I mean, I think Louisville would take Shadur Sanders in a heartbeat right now if they if he wanted to. I, I just don't think the communication has been there with the staff and the Sanders camp. And and that's probably by design. I just think, you know, like I've said before on the boards. When your dad's an NFL Hall of Famer, when your dad's Dion, um, you know, the communication, um, you're probably going to be a little closer to the vest with media and with coaches. And uh, and that's just kind of the way it is. But I, at this point, I'm leaning towards that they don't get either one of them. 
um, and, and, and I'm not sure what <laughs> will happen then, but, uh, um, but we'll, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. I think Syracuse is in there really good for, uh, uh, for Lamson and it's a place where he feels like he can go and, and compete right away. Uh, and I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, you know, when you're looking at, uh, you know, I guess, the rankings on 247 Sports, Shadur Sanders is easily the highest-rated commitment at the quarterback spot that has uh, not made a commitment. But like you, when that, when, I guess to follow that up, when, you, when you're a player like that, you know, the fan base is going to you know, kind of gravitate around you. When, when you're the son of Deion Sanders, the fan base is going to gravitate around you. And, and in reality, I mean, kids get on and, and they're seeing who, what's being talked about and stuff. So it's, it's, it's kind of easy to understand where the Lampson side might feel like, hey, we were the second choice because you know, there's going to be a buzz uh, when you have a kid named Sanders, as talented as he is. Uh, but I agree with you. I think you know, whoever they were able to get, if they were to get one, you know, one or the other, they're done w- with the other one. Um, but will they end up getting either one? You know, that's, that's a question mark. Obviously there are other kids that they are, you know, continue to recruit at the position. You know, we've been listing them on our, uh, watch lists and offensive boards, uh, for a couple of weeks now at Cardinal authority. Uh, but how this ends up twisting will be you know, interesting. It does sound like things are obviously leaning towards Syracuse for Lampson at the moment. There's a couple lower confidence level crystal balls in form. So nobody's feeling certain as of yet, but certainly it looks like things are trending towards the Syracuse uh, for him at this point. Yeah. And, and I think when you really look at, um, you know, when you really look at the whole deal of, uh, of this, when you take a step back and you look at this quarterback situation, quite honestly, this is not a must get a big guy. I mean, you're in with a couple, um, but, but again, I go back. They're 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 zero for four for a reason, and and these guys for I, I know people on the boards. Well, first of all, recruits and their families, especially their dads, read message boards. Okay, yep. so they understand where the fan base is on all on all of this. Trust me, it it happens. I know it happens, and it's happened here recently. So the, these recruits know where they stand with the fans. Um, and I don't Which think is not a, most, it's not a good or a bad thing either way. It's, it's just, a, yeah, it's you know, just, a, it's, yeah. it's just a fact. I mean, it's just a fact. And, and yeah. so the fact that the Lampsons feel they might've been the second fiddle, I can, I can totally see that. I can totally see that. And I get it. And, and with Sanders in the mix, it's, it makes it a little different, but Michael, what I, what I don't think is, I, I don't think people do give Evan Conley enough credit um, as far as what his potential could be. And, and I think that that is, um, I, I think this Louisville, the Louisville coaching staff for all of their things that everybody likes them for. The one thing that I really have learned from talking to players and, and you know, recruits and all that, this staff is very, very truthful. They don't sugarcoat things and they don't lie. They tell you the absolute truth. And in the quarterback room this year, it might be hurting them um, because they love T. Webb, Evan Conley, and Mikhail Cunningham so much and know what they've got coming back that when they say those kind of things to these recruits, I think these recruits are like, you know what, man, they love these guys. I might look elsewhere. And it's not because they don't want to face competition. It's because there's three of them. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's difficult when, when they're all, you know, well, T hasn't seen the, the the field yet, but we know what his type of determination is. I mean, he was ready to, to compete in last year's class when there were two QBs committed. You know, but we saw what Evan could do on the field. We saw the progression, obviously, of McHale, and so we know what's what's potential in the quarterback room. And and 
you know, and if you're a recruit on the outside looking in, you see what Evan did on the field. And, you know, so that's certainly going to be a question. And the reason that's a question is because kids want to come in and they want to play right away. They see McHale, you know, obviously he's a veteran. He's going to be gone uh, in a couple of years. That's the kind of the normal uh, transition of the quarterback. But whoever's coming in this class, if it's, you know, Lampson or if it's Sanders or whoever it might be, they're going to be looking at the depth chart thinking, OK, how do I put myself in position behind McHale? Uh, to potentially grab that number one spot when he graduates. And when you look at the depth chart, you see two guys in front of you that are thinking the same thing, especially including one that's gone out and won some games for this, this the program already. Yeah, now, it'll be interesting. T.J. Lewis, um, Nick Vadiato, uh, those are two guys that they can fall back on. Lewis, I think, could end up being a member of this class, but just as kind of the athlete row. Um, so it's it'll be very interesting to see. They will take a quarterback in this class. There's no question about yeah. that. Um, and, and, and quite honestly, they would take two if they can fit, they can fit it in. That's just what Scott Satterfield wants to do. Uh, but I'm not sure that this is going to be the class that, uh, that you take two in the tight end spot. I, I mean, to me, it's all Christian Peterson right now. And the fact is, I think that Louisville probably has, I think Louisville has moved a little bit ahead of Virginia. Uh, he's on, he's, he's in Louisville right now, from what I understand, and uh, Michael, I don't know, is he visiting Virginia this week, too, or did we ever figure that out, or is it just going to be Louisville? I, I think he's the kid that right now the tight end looks like it's his spot if he wants it. Yeah, from my understanding, uh, from my communications with him, it sounds like he's just in Louisville. You know, arrived yesterday on Sunday, is going to remain in Louisville through Wednesday. They're planning on checking out the campus, obviously. They want to go by the facilities, and obviously they can only really look into the facilities. They can't go in the facilities at this point, but they, they've really been impressed by what they've seen online from the city of Louisville. So they want to they want to go out and, you know, and see some of the sites and, and what's out there to offer as well. Um, and I agree with you. I think Louisville may have inched a little bit ahead of Virginia. Virginia does have some things going for it. He's got a really close friend, former teammate that's currently on the Virginia roster. They have some family in the Charlottesville area. You know, so there's a lot of things pulling them that direction. So for Louisville to win out, you know, they're going to have to defeat a couple of those X factors that sometimes play a huge role in the kid's decision. Uh, but certainly with them making that commitment to come into the city of Louisville, spend a few days on their own dime, not being able to, to sit down with the coaches and get a tour or anything like that, just basically playing a tourist, really, um, I think says something about where the Cardinals clearly are sitting in his recruiting. Yep. Uh, Amari, Amari Huggins, Bruce is the guy that nobody can figure out at wide receiver. He's going to make a decision on the, on Thursday. I, I mean, I still have to believe what I have heard that Louisville's in a very good spot, but with this kid, you kind of don't know, yeah. is he playing, is he playing people on Twitter back and forth with, with, with Virginia tech? Now he's mentioned Boise state and uh, no, not Boise state. Um, uh, yeah, no, no Baylor. I'm sorry. Baylor is, is who he's mentioned. Uh, Baylor has been mentioned in involved with him. I mean, I think Louisville is sitting in a pretty good spot, and I think he's a kid that just, um, for whatever reason, likes to be that guy and uh, and on Twitter and and he's one they're going to have to recruit to the very end. Quite honestly, all these kids are, um, yeah. but uh, but he's very very talented, and I think he'll I, I think he'll join the class. And two offensive linemen at this point, it's kind of up in the air, and there's about five or six that they're really after. Um, uh, the, the linebacker spot to me, they're waiting for Prince Kali. Um, if it's his, if he wants it, James Jackson would be the best of guy if they can land both he and Kali and Chris Paul is kind of sitting there. Uh, Christopher Paul, I guess, uh, is kind of sitting there and, uh, and, and I think he would commit right now if, if they gave him the opportunity and Michael, that other spot, it's just kind of up in the air, but they're in a good spot right now with all these guys. And, uh, and, and to be quite honest, what they can do and what, that, what I know they have been doing 
is um, they can work ahead on 2022. You know, I mean, that's yeah. uh, that's yeah. a big that's a big thing for them. And we've seen them extend some uh, scholarship offers recently in the 2022 class. But uh, a couple things I think you mentioned Huggins, Bruce, and obviously we were talking about Sanders uh, a few moments ago. Both of them, you know, uh, kind of active on Twitter. You've you mentioned how Huggins, Bruce, kind of is a little you know hard to read on Twitter. Just recently uh, sent something out about uh, how he doesn't want to something. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but doesn't want to be playing you know as the second choice or second fiddle, whatever his words were. And some people are kind of reading the tea leaves that that might uh, be. You know, something that he's saying towards Virginia Tech because of the relationship he's had with them for a long time. But I keep going back to on Huggins Bruce. I keep going back, you know, to a conversation, a couple conversations I had with him while I was out in Omaha for the College World Series last year. You know, and he was just gushing about how much he loves Gunter Brewer. And, you know, so from that moment, he seemed like, you know, he was going to be a lock for Louisville, but obviously a long road. And as you mentioned, Virginia Tech uh, there now, Baylor now there as well. Uh, Sanders uh, over the weekend tweeting out uh, an hourglass to try to, I guess, tease that a decision may be coming soon, but no date on, on if that's going to be happening soon or not. So certainly a lot to watch. And, you know, last, last few weeks have been a lot of commitments. As you mentioned, we're just you know down to seven or eight scholarship spots left, so that's that's gonna slow down as guys start to draw out their process a little bit more. But still, it should be I guess should have some exciting days you know coming up soon. Uh, it looks like so. Hopefully, we'll be able to do some cards cast again soon. Yep. All right. A lot of chatter. Baseball players, U of L baseball players, Major League Baseball. Last couple of years, we all know Brendan McKay, Nick Solak, and Will Smith made debuts last year and yesterday. Um, they uh, they popped out the uh, the the Major League Baseball teams their 60 player pool, which basically is it gives them kind of the 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 30 man roster and then guys that they can move up and down and all around. There's not going to be I mean I, at this point there's not going to be a minor league system this year, so they got to have something. Guys are going to get hurt. Guys are going to test positive for the coronavirus here and there and everywhere. Probably you're going to have guys missing week and here and there and doing this. So what what they needed to do is have these player pools, and it's pretty cool that Louisville. Um, I'm saying nine right now, but I think by the end of the day, it sounds like it will be it will be ten. Nick Birdie with the Pirates, Adam Engel with the Braves. Uh, I mean Adam Duvall with the Braves, Adam Engel with the White Sox, Chad Green and Tony Zick with uh, the New York Yankees, Brendan McKay uh, on the on the Rays, Will Smith with the Dodgers, and Nick Solak with the Rangers. Now, Reed Detmers. Expected to be on the Angels. He's not on there right now, but he just signed his contract yesterday. But there's there are reports that he's going to be on there, and I've heard that Bobby Miller is going to be on with the Dodgers as well. So there's a chance that Reed Detmers and Bobby Miller could make their major league debuts this year before ever going to a minor league ball club. That's pretty wild. That is, you know, and it, obviously it's a reflection on you know the direction of the program and the production that Dan McDonald and his Roger Williams and the, the staff that he's had over there for the years, uh, what they're able to do with that program. And uh, it, it, it just keeps coming. You know, one of the things that uh, I guess you've done a great job with it. it uh, we've had these uh, 10 questions with incoming uh, Cardinal freshmen. Um, you've got a collection of the ones up from, from baseball right now in the front of, the, uh, of, of Cardinal Authority as well as basketball and football. Uh, so I recommend everybody going to check that out. There's plenty of talent coming in. But, yeah, when you when you look at Major, Major League Baseball, and I keep taking it back to Will Smith and the season he had last year and the way he just came in and, and exploded a bit. It's exciting to now just to see some of these guys that, that were you know part of the Louisville program now making those ranks and starting to make an impact in Major League Baseball. So it's going to be an interesting season, certainly. And as you mentioned, no minor league uh, 
uh, year this year, it looks like. Uh, so it'll allow us to focus in on a, a shortened season, kind of highlight these Cardinals. No doubt about it. It's going to be uh, <clears throat> an interesting everything this uh, the, for the next year or so around here. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I'm excited. Hopefully, we'll be doing another cards cast later in the week. Again, Mari Huggins, Bruce expected to make a decision on Thursday. Uh, Justin Lamson expected to make a decision on Friday. Who knows who else could? Um, you know, I mean, I guess Christian Peterson, if he enjoys the visit, could make something later in the week as well. It's just kind of all up in the air right now. Again, I still feel very good, Michael, about um, this class being cl- uh, being close to being finished um, within the next couple of weeks. As we said last week, um, you know, I-, I said 20. I think I said 22 uh, by the end of, by, you know, by maybe the week after Fourth of July. And I still think. Uh, you could be sitting at 21 or 22. Um, it, it just, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be kind of fast moving over the course of the next few weeks. And this, uh, this, uh, staff could get this, uh, totally finished for Michael McCammon. I'm Jody Dimling. This has been a longer edition of the cards cast. Uh, <clears throat> my voice is about to go out. Uh, but we, uh, we will do this each and every, uh, uh, Monday for you on, uh, uh just kind of general things. And when there is a commitment, we'll be back with that commitment special edition. But for Michael McCammon, I'm Jody Demling. Have a great week. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes. You can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.